Do you know the meaning of your name? And has it been a guiding force in your personality? In Chinese, Ming means quick and thinking, smart. I hope I'm that. Hua is actually flower or beautiful. So you see the, the kind of hope that my parents place on me. Hi there, I'm Dodi Axe, and this podcast is about people you don't know, but might walk right by you in the morning commute. They might be behind you at the checkout in the grocery store. So why not find out what you share with that person? That's the whole idea behind Get to Know an Average Joe, meeting people and learning about our extraordinary lives. I am excited about this episode because Minhua, you and I have been colleagues for a long time in Sweden. How long? I've been here six years, so it must be six years that okay. we've we've been colleagues together in Sweden. Right. Say. Hmm? And and you're, I would describe you as an introvert. So I know this situation is not something that you exactly seek. Exactly, no. It's You're right in saying that I'm introvert. I very much think or agree that I am very introvert. And normally I don't put myself um, under the spotlight. And so this is a very different thing that I'm doing. But this is also actually one of the things I've started to do more consciously recently to challenge myself to do things that I usually would feel a bit uncomfortable. Right. To do. And, and why? Why did you decide to pursue the uncomfortable? I come to this age when I start to realize that it's interesting actually to try the things that I normally wouldn't do and see what happens. I'm going to ask you for more examples but first I want to say that recently you have undergone a, an interesting journey, I think. We got to know you as Jade. And recently you've asked people to call you by your given Chinese name, Minhua. Yeah, exactly. Did I pronounce that correctly? Exactly. That's how you pronounce my real Chinese name, Minhua. Yeah, that's interesting. Actually, I started with having an English name since quite early because... I was in a special language school when I started my junior high, and there the the habit or tradition is to give every student a, an English name because that makes the English learning much easier because that's a special language school specialized in the teaching of English. Right. And you chose Jade then. Why? No. Or the teacher chose Jade? Not exactly. Actually, I started with a different English oh. name, and that was given by my teacher. Okay, what was that name? That was Rita. Not very English, or? And we're both frowning at each other because, um, <laughs> yes, it's English, but I don't think it suits you in the slightest. Because you have known me as Jade, so that might have played a role there. And then, uh, yeah, I sort of also got that feeling Rita was not exactly me. Sometimes just feel that a name is you or not. And then uh, when uh, by the time I started to work for Ericsson, actually, that was when I started using the name Jade. And that was when I started thinking, well, uh, well, another reason was because in China, uh, it's very natural for someone working with a foreign enterprise to uh, go by an English name. Mm -hmm. And I just followed that tradition or habit. And But then I thought Rita probably was not the most suitable name for me. And then I, I looked for one and I decided on having Jade as my name. And that's, so it's been over 10 years actually. I've been uh, going around under the name of Jade mm. within this company. Mm. So how does it feel to go back to Minhua? 
oh, that's great, actually. Really? <laughs> Interesting, actually. Did you feel like you were an imposter all these years being Jade? <laughs> no, and I wouldn't say that, but it's different stages of me. I was okay being Jade. I'm still okay when uh, others address me as Jade because that has been me for many years. Uh, but but it's it's great to be back to Minghua because that's the real me and um, yeah. In China, names are important, and the meaning of names is very important, mm-hmm. right? Does Jade have a certain meaning in Chinese, and does Minhua have a certain meaning in Chinese? Jade really sounds nice, and I got the name because I liked one. Uh, DJ on the radio who went by that name. I really loved her voice and the way she talked. Yeah, maybe. And I thought Jade was a lovely name. And then Minghua, that was given by my parents with great hopes. As you say, there are meanings attached to each and every word. So in Chinese, Ming means quick and thinking, smart. I hope I'm that. And Hua is actually flower or beautiful. So you see the, the kind of hope that my parents place on me and uh, I think it's time to uh, think about those remind of myself uh, remind myself of of these good qualities that my parents wish me to have and maybe work a little bit on these <laughs> and as you became a parent yes. what did you think when you were naming your children do they also have English and Chinese names or do they have only Chinese names they actually have both mm-hmm. Uh, interesting that my uh, bigger girl, uh, she got her English name uh, from daycare when we were in Beijing. Of course, we chose her Chinese name very carefully, the same way uh, as every parent in China would do, placing hopes and wishes onto those words. <laughs> What's her name? Xiao Zeyi. So in China, uh, kids' names, they take their surname from their father. So my husband's surname is Xiao, and then Zhe Yi means happiness, basically, which is what we wish our kids to to have. And is is she a happy person? She is, actually. She has a nickname, which is Xiao Xiao, which means laughing or smile in Chinese. <laughs> Re-emphasizing what we want her to have, what's most important in our eyes for her. Mm-hmm. And that's actually a similar name, I would say, for my little one. Yeah, similar meaning, uh, but the little one uh, has an, an English name uh, that her sister, actually her sister chose, Rosa. Rose, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And what is your little one's Chinese name? Xiao Zhe Yue. So the, actually these names sound very similar and they mean quite similar as well. You grew up in which part of China? I grew up in, uh, in a city uh, very close to Shanghai, which is called Hangzhou, which is a super, super beautiful city. <laughs> And that's where actually the headquarters of uh, Alibaba is. So Jack Ma is from that city. Okay. Uh, that he probably some hometown there. boy who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, it's also a, a city with a great ancient history and beautiful sceneries. And we have, well, in that city has uh, produced a lot of uh, poets and great artists in the history. It's a great place. Mm. And six years ago, you left your hometown to come to Sweden. Uh, Describe that cultural difference and who you have become now as a result of it. Well, actually, uh, a 
one chapter between my hometown and Sweden, that is Beijing, because I left my hometown, Hangzhou, when I started my university. And I actually stayed in uh, the same amount, of, roughly the same amount of years in Hangzhou and in Beijing. So Beijing is definitely my second hometown. And then I moved to Sweden. Already in, Shanghai, uh, in Hangzhou and Beijing, you notice the big difference because Hangzhou is super beautiful, but it's it's kind of small. And so relatively small, I'm guessing you mean. What do you mean by small? <laughs> exactly, if you look at Stockholm, of course. Yeah, by Chinese terms, when it compares to Beijing. Beijing is then a big city. Right. That's also already very different. And coming to Sweden is another big, big change for me. It's actually change and a lot of differences, but what we what Sweden offers is actually something very friendly for anyone who wants to live here. It makes your life actually quite easy to get a, um, get into this place. So you felt welcomed, very much so. Let me ask in concrete terms, you became a parent in China and then later you became a parent in Sweden. Describe those different processes. What was it like as you became a mother in each country? Yeah, when I had my first baby uh, in China, the uh, the care, the medical care before uh, well, during my pregnancy was very, actually very intensive. Uh, so you actually go to visit the uh, hospital on a very regular basis and for checks etc when i'm here when i was uh, pregnant with my second child you also have bookings with uh, the bon on a regular basis but it's on a less frequent uh, basis uh, most of the time if you you're left on your own which is good actually in a way because uh, it is a natural process to be pregnant and if you're in perfectly uh, good conditions there's nothing you should be worrying about and uh, you should just go by like anybody else which I totally agree and I felt good about that as well and then uh, after the kids were born uh, in China. We did not have such a long uh, t- period of time off work to take care of the baby. But also when I was having my first baby, I had my parents and my husband's parents with us taking care of the baby. So I was actually not that much needed uh, in practical terms to be with the baby so long. Um, but then when I was, uh, when I had my second child, also my parents and my husband's parents came over, but it's different. They couldn't stay for long. Uh, so I had to be with my, my little baby for quite a long time, which actually I enjoy so much. It's good to have that time to, to spend with her, to see every step she's, she's making. I love that. Mm. And it's really one of the greatest things that I feel one can enjoy being a parent in Sweden. Mm. It's great. Mm. And now, since you and your family are living here so long in Sweden, is it part of your conversation to return to China, or is it uh, is it kind of that you have now adopted Sweden as your home and the place that your girls are growing up? The second option is what I would say, what we, how we are thinking right now. 
we are very much used to it, and the kids love it here, so it's like my second hometown mm. right now. And what do each of your set of parents think of that? Because China to Sweden is a long, long distance. Yeah, unfortunately, my parents and my husband's parents don't very much like the idea of traveling over to stay with us, although we welcome them and really wish them to be here more, more often, staying longer with us. Uh, for them, it's a bit boring because they don't speak the language and uh, there's not much that they can really do here apart from taking care of the kids. And now both go to school or daycare, it's, it's boring for them, really. I can totally understand. But they, uh, I'm happy at least. They, I have a brother and my uh, husband has two sisters who are living with the respective parents. So they're taken care of. So for that, I'm really happy and grateful. But of course, I miss them. And that's why we go back to China as much as we can to stay with them. That was a big decision in your life. I think I see a, a couple of big moves. Is One was moving physically from your hometown to Beijing to Stockholm. And another big move you've made is, is your identity, is your name. What is the next big decision in uh, Minhua's life? <laughs> That's the new language. I've been here six years or more. I mean, some people living here for one year or even half a year and start to speak the language, but I have not been able to. There are many excuses, but I think the ultimate reason is, is simply I have not put enough time and effort into it. And that's the one thing I would like to uh, do in, uh, as the next big thing that I want to be able to do, to be able to speak Swedish. I think it will go well. Yes, thank you. It will go well. It's been great to talk. Thank you for the opportunity to talk. At the time this episode is being published, it is postseason play, but still before the World Series in baseball. To be honest, it's pretty generous to say world when talking about baseball. The sport has huge followings in North and Latin America, but elsewhere? Hmm. Turns out, baseball has a small but passionate presence in Sweden. So we're going to meet the father of Sweden's own baseball dynasty in the next Get to Know an Average Joe. My youngest son, he's right now he's playing down in Hamburg in, in, in the Bundesliga in baseball. My oldest son, he is, um, he's working now for the Swedish Baseball Soccer Federation in the administration. And my middle son, Joachim, he's been, uh, he went over to the States and studying. His photo is in the Hall of Fame, and you'll hear that story when you join me and Robert Clausen for Get to Know an Average Joe Baseball Edition. And now, if you'll excuse me. Help him, help him.